Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. I'm Jennifer Griffith. And I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high profile jobs, family, friends, bills, and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment. Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality. If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams, then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When money meets soul, magic will happen. Hello, everybody. This is Natasha Gaines. And this is Jen Griffith. And thank you for joining us. So, Jen, today we're going to talk about, well, we're going to get some helpful tips off of you on how to prepare for a recession. Mm. Yeah, wah, wah, wah. So uh-huh. many of you remember the Great Recession in the United States, this is uh, <laughs> which lasted <laughs> from December of 07 to June of 09. Yeah. It was uh, known as the worst financial crisis in the U.S. since the Great Depression in the 30s. Ugh, I do and, remember it very oh, well. Yes, and for many people, this was a time of uncertainty, stress, fear, depression, anxiety, countless other emotions. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I still, I still remember. Like, do you remember out in um, where we lived in, in the Corona area in California? Just houses, just empty houses everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, that, that had been repoed and yeah. Yeah, it was so bad. Mm-hmm. So for, yeah, yeah, it was not, not a good scene. Um, so for those of you who aren't aware, recessions basically are defined as a period of temporary economic decline, basically that lasts at least two consecutive quarters of declining gross domestic product as a result of declining employment, trade, industrial production. Mm-hmm. And um, on the plus side, they're also usually followed by periods of strong growth. And, you know, for the most part, recessions are inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think the National Bureau of Eco- Economic Research, the U.S. has experienced, what, 32 recessions since the mid-1850s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. So, yeah. So basically, we're coming on here today because... There's that understanding that a recession is likely going to happen a few times in, in a person's lifespan. Yeah. So it's important to have kind of your finances and priorities in order to help prepare for, you know, for anything that may happen and survive any potential economic downfall. Yeah. And I think that's a key, right? Because a recession, like recessions can be, it's, it's a scary word. You know, mm-hmm. nobody wants to be in a recession or you think, eh, I, I've survived one. It's not a big deal. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's not just a recession that you're preparing for. I think you just need to prepare for any economic downfall. It could be a right. personal one. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be you know, nationwide, globally, et cetera. It could be right. maybe something happens to you and suddenly you get a large hospital bill. Yeah. Or you get in a car accident or there's or your car something. breaks down. Or I mean, right. yeah, my car just broke down like completely unexpectedly and it was not cheap. And I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> Yeah. So I think it's always good to prepare for any kind of economic downfall situation. You know, it's kind of saving for that rainy day. That's really the concept is how do you prepare now to make sure you're always okay or you're okay in the future, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think, um, yeah, without 
saying the word recession over and over. It's really just how, <laughs> how are you okay? How do you mm-hmm. prepare financially? It's your financial health. Just right. like you want to take care of your physical health. Exactly. You want to make sure your financial health is, you know, up to really good standards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So there, you know, I think this is one thing for me. I'm, if you don't know this about me already, I am like a total money geek. Like I love learning about money, how to make money. Um, I love having money. You know, I love just the possibilities of everything that you can do, whether it comes to helping others or to going on vacations or paying off your house. I think for me, there's no greater sense of peace than knowing that I have money put away. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's that concept of um, just because of our personal situation many years ago where we had no money, you know, we were pretty much broke. We were on the verge of declaring bankruptcy and, you know, we just were trying not to get to that point, but we got to a point where we had so much debt. We were living paycheck to paycheck. Then when my husband lost his job, it, we were negative, you know, money. We didn't have enough to pay our mortgage or our bills. So now that we've put the steps in place to be in a good, you know, in a financial, a financially stable situation, there's no greater sense of peace to me than knowing I will be okay. Yeah. You know, if there's any kind of an unexpected kind of financially turbulent time, I know I'll be okay for X amount period of time for six Mm. months, for a year. It doesn't mean forever. Right. Right. But it's enough to help me get started again. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think it's, you know, and and I know it's not for everyone. Not everybody likes to understand what their finances looks like or look like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably pretty important first step, right? it, It definitely is. So I think for people, you know, budgets are very overwhelming or that word it's like i don't want to work on a budget but i think if you want to prepare whether you want to save money whether you want to get out of debt or just if you want to have a good understanding of your money i've said this before i will always say it is you need to understand your finances Mm -hmm, you need mm -hmm. to know exactly how much you make every month exactly how much you're spending every month and exactly how much you have left over right if you don't understand those three things, being able to get out of debt or save or be in a financially stable situation will become just difficult to do. Right. Um, and I know it's, you know, where do you get started? What do you do? This is so overwhelming. I don't want budget templates. It's, it's not something you have to do over and over. Usually you do, you know, you kind of write down your finances once or twice Mm -hmm. and then that's it. Once you understand them and you know them, it's very easy to go in and kind of change. You know, if there's something where you have to reallocate funds, like, okay, now we need more money for groceries, less money for entertainment. Once you have a good sense of where your money is going, you should easily be able to reallocate funds as needed. Yeah. So, and if, if this all just sounds like a foreign language to you, and you don't know what I'm talking about, on our website, under the free tools section, we have a, a monthly financial planner mm-hmm. that helps you track down um, exactly what you're making and spending every month and how much you have left over. You can easily just write down everything, or there's a spreadsheet format if you're like me and like spreadsheets, you can certainly do it. But it's, it's definitely an exercise I would encourage everyone to do. Oh yeah. You need some sort of sense on where you're, where you're at, right? How can Mm -hmm. you possibly save money or have any idea what's going on if you don't even know what you're pulling in a month and what you're putting out? 
Exactly right. And then, you know, for, you know, this is all talking about how to save your money for a rainy day. So if you need a, a money for some kind of an emergency, where do you pull that money from? You know, are you now going to have to take it away from your groceries or your bills? You know, so, and you, you don't want to do that. You want to get in a place where you have money set aside for emergencies. And if you don't know how much you're making, how much you're bringing, you're not going to know how much you have left over to set aside into an emergency fund. Right. So at the very least, kind of do that exercise, see what you have, and then try to create an emergency fund wherever possible. Um, I recommend just based on kind of what financial experts say is to at least have a thousand dollars put away uh, okay. because in the United States, most of the population, over half of the population has less than a thousand dollars in their bank. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you have less than a thousand dollars and then you're hit with some kind of a bill for $2,000 or $3,000, where do yeah. you pull it from? Right. Right, exactly. So if you can try to create an emergency fund um, where you can put away a thousand dollars and, you know, I know a lot of us think, well, I don't, I don't make enough money or it's very difficult for me to put or save a thousand dollars. I think what you can do is once you understand how much money you have left over, right? After you pay all of your bills, all of your expenses, if you say, okay, by the end of this year, I want a thousand dollars in a, an emergency fund account. Really, all it takes is for you to put away $84 a month. Mm -hmm. Or if it sounds even easier, is $24 every two weeks. Yeah, yep, that sounds great. Right? That's something that's super easy. So if you mm -hmm. put $24 away every two weeks, so if you get paid bi-weekly, every paycheck just put 20, at least 24 bucks in that account. Right. By the end of the year, you know, 12 months later, you'll have $1,000 saved. Right. So yeah. it, it's not difficult. So just make sure you understand your finances and then create that emergency fund. So if you ever need it, you at least know you have a little bit of a cushion, mm -hmm. right? It just mm -hmm. makes you feel better. Sometimes, you know, you need new tires for your car. Well, they cost 200 bucks unexpectedly. Now, you know, you, your tire pop. Now, you know, you can go pull money from this emergency fund. Once you right, pull yeah. money from that fund, the goal should be to then put it, put money back in, right? As mm -hmm, you pay off right. your emergencies, you pay off the unexpected bills, then just start putting money back in so you get it back up to that $1,000. Right, I think that's right. really important. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a bit about one that a lot of people, I hear a lot of people discussing, which is paying off your debt, right? Mm -hmm. How much debt they have. I mean, it can be scary to think... How do I possibly save money when I already have this much debt going on? Yeah, and, it, and that's a tough one, right? So I think the first thing is you have to understand why you got into debt, mm -hmm. right? Is it because you're not making enough money and then you're just, you know, you you don't make money, you want to go out to dinner, so you're charging everything. Or you go shopping frequently and you're mm -hmm. charging more than you should be. So again, if you understand your finances and you know how much you have left over, you can then decide how much you're gonna be putting away towards your credit cards. Right. But you have to understand your finances in order to understand A, why you're getting into debt in the first place, and then B, how much can you contribute to your debt? Right, because if you don't understand why you're in debt in the first place, then all that's gonna happen is even if you do pay off that debt, you're gonna, you, there's a good chance you get back into it. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hey everyone, did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions, or live a more relaxed lifestyle? Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it and we're sharing the tools to help you get there. That's right, because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on and we're here to do just that for you. Yes, we are. When you join our tribe, every week you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, create a better work-life balance, and pursue your dreams. For only $5.55 a month, you'll receive access to affirmations, mantras, guided meditations, EFT tapping sessions, articles, and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance, work-life balance, and passion and success. That's a whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. So if you know, okay, the reason why I'm charging, you know, so much money is because yes, I have a bad habit of once a week, I go to my favorite department store and I buy, you know, a hundred dollars worth of clothes every time, mm -hmm. or, you know, let's say that's it. If you know that, and you know, if, if you can't pay out cash for those experiences, don't charge them. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you don't have the philosophy should be, if you don't have the cash to buy it, then you can't afford it. Don't go yeah. charging it on a credit card. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or if you know you charge $400 a month on clothes on a credit card, can you cut back to $50? You know, if you don't want to deprive yourself, what can you do to still reward yourself, get stuff that you need, mm -hmm. but you can likely pay for a $50 jacket or something in cash. Yeah. You know, so if you know that you can pay for it in cash, then pay for it in cash if you can. Oh, yeah, but I think, I think what you need to do is once, so if you do an exercise where you're jotting down all of your bills and you jot down all of your credit cards, right? Let's say you have five credit cards, mm -hmm. write down exactly what the total amount due is on each of those cards. So your total balance, overall balance, write down how much your monthly payments are, the minimum monthly payment, mm -hmm. and then write down the interest rate on those. Okay. And then one of the tools I found really helpful was um, Dave Ramsey, who's a financial guru. He has a system in place called the debt snowball method. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's his exact system, but I don't think he made it up, but he promotes it. And it's what the debt snowball is, is once you understand all of your credit card bills, you take the, you list them in smallest amount due. Say you have a credit card that has a hundred dollar balance. Then you have mm -hmm. the second one that has 2,500. Mm -hmm. Then a third one has $5,000 and then, you know, on and on, right? You yeah. want to list those credit cards from smallest to largest balance, right. and then you start paying them off. So if you have the first credit card that has a hundred dollars, you want to put most of your leftover money, whatever you have left over after you pay off for your bills, pay off that hundred dollar credit card. Pay the mm -hmm. minimum on all the rest. You don't stop paying all the rest, but you put most of the money to that first credit card bill. Right. Once you pay that off, you tackle the next one mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So if you Google uh, debt snowball method, you'll find a lot of kind of templates to help you with that. Mm -hmm. um, but you really should focus on trying to eliminate as much debt as you can. Yeah. And I, I, the reason behind that whole snowball method and, and working in that way is smallest to largest paying off your debt that way mm -hmm. 
um, is my understanding is that there's a sense of accomplishment with that because That's you get exactly to that, right. yeah, you get that debt off easier and it's like, oh snap, right. Okay. I got less debt next. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Some people recommend doing it the opposite way. You start with mm-hmm. the highest or you start with the one that has the highest interest, but yeah, that's exactly why I like this method is because mm-hmm. once you pay one off, you feel so good about it. And then right. it encourages it encourages you to pay off the other ones sure. where if yeah. you were to do it in reverse, it's going to take you a lot longer. If you have say one credit card that has $10,000, it's going to take you a lot longer to pay that one off. Cause that's such a big balance. Yeah. And then you kind of just feel like, why am I doing this? I'm never going to pay it off. It could be a little discouraging. Mm-hmm. So definitely start, you know, if, if feeling good is something that you enjoy, which I think most of us do yeah. start by paying them off from smallest to largest. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Um, now if you have student loans, um, you know, that's another one. So in certain at times, so the good thing with student loans is most of the time they are low interest rates, right? So Mm -hmm. if you, and when you're looking at your debt, especially like credit card debt, try to pay off your credit card debt first, because chances are the interest rates on credit cards are going to be a heck of a lot higher than your student loans. Right. Um, But one thing with student loans too, if you ever find yourself in a position where you're in, you know, there's an emergency, there was something that now you have to spend a ton of money, you can call your, you know, the bank or whoever you took your student loans out with and Mm -hmm. see if they can defer it for a little while. You know, Mm -hmm. they could maybe have you skip a payment. Just remember, you're going to owe that money. It doesn't mean that if you, you know, skip the payment, you're not going to have to owe it. Right. But that's always, there's always ways to work with your creditors to see, okay, I have an emergency. How, you know, what could I do now to put something on pause just while I pay this off and get back on? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. other thing too, though, is with student loans is you usually don't start paying those until you're done with school, right? Right. Yeah. So um, one of the things you want to do is just remember, eventually you're going to have to start paying for those. So if you have money left over, can you put them in an account where you know this is my future student loan fund account? Right. You know, yeah. But um, yeah, it's one thing with the student loans, you know, just continue making your payments if you can. Um, If you can't, call them, see if they'll help, you know, you with that. And then um, just remember if for like the next six months you don't have interest on your loans, continue to make those payments if you can't afford it you know, to just try to pay down the balance as much as you can work with the creditors. Um, but focus on number one, I would say focus on your credit cards and then your student loans. Right. If you can. Yeah. Um, and I said it before, you know, in talking about the reason why you get into debt, but one of the things is just remember to reduce your spending habits, especially if there's a economic downfall or something like a recession. Right. Exactly. I don't want to use the term get in the habit of hoarding your money because it's never good. I'm not suggesting that you go to the bank and take all your money out. Don't do that. Yeah. But what you want to do is just save your pennies. You know, if you're used to kind of buying on Amazon all the time, or you're used to having the luxury of going out and going out to eat twice a week or going to your favorite store and shopping once, you know, on the weekends try to cut back on that and try to save the money that you would spend on those things, put it in an account just until things get back to normal. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. you really just want to get in the habit of changing your habits. So you have extra money, let's say an economic downfall, whether it's nationally, you know, domestically, globally, whatever, let's say you lose your job. 
how are you going to pay for those bills if you're not used to having that income? Right. Right. So try to save up as much as you can. And look, this isn't something you should just be doing during a recession or economic downfall. I think um, if you are able to kind of slow down on the luxuries you have in life, you know, especially if your money is a little bit tight, just cut back a little bit. Yep. Don't deprive yourself completely. But, you know, again, it's a habit of if you go out to eat, and you're spending $200 a month going out to eat. Well, can you now cut back to 20 bucks a month, 25 bucks? You know, maybe you're not going to shishi restaurants, but you're going to like a small mom and pop shop where, mm-hmm. you know, you can have something for less expensive. So the goal is just to get into a mindset where you're just being very mindful about how much you're spending and putting as much money aside as possible. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. And I think a big thing too, and, and I, I kind of had a hard time with this one, is normally when there's some kind of a situation where you're worried about the future of the economy, the first thing you want to do is to stop investing. Yeah. And actually, I, yeah, I know what you're going to say, because this is what everybody says. Don't do that. Don't. Don't. One <laughs> of the, um, I, Dave Ramsey, because I'm just such a fan of his, one thing he said is, um, you have to think of investment as a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. And you do not want to hop off of that roller coaster ride while it's still going. No. <laughs> right? You just don't want to do it. So no, just, you got a parachute strapped to you. <laughs> but I mean, what happens with um, the economy is, look, if, if things go south for a little while, they always pick back up at some mm-hmm. point. So stocks mm-hmm. rise and fall all the time. All the time. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. It and actually, happen. yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, I wouldn't... I'm not going to say run out and buy a bunch of stock, but if you do have extra cash lying around and there is, you know, the thought of a recession coming up, um, some of the stocks are quite low. So if you have mm-hmm. some sort of idea that they're, you know, cause they will eventually rise back up, especially like your big, your big companies, right? There's some um, free apps out there that don't charge you to buy and trade. Like uh, Robinhood is a good one. In fact, I like that one because um, when you get others to sign up under an affiliate link, you and the other people get free stock. Oh, interesting. I know. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to play around with that. Mm-hmm. I'll send you my affiliate link. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Love it. And then lastly is just remember that things are always going to be okay. Right? So breathe, relax, don't panic if you're worried about you know, the future of the economy, if you're worried about, you know, your job, just take it easy, take it one day at a time. It's okay. It's always okay to feel worried, to feel anxious if you're scared or you're sad or whatnot. Don't ignore those feelings. Mm -hmm. Your feelings are obviously very, very valid and they shouldn't be ignored or pushed aside. But it is important to focus on the things you can control. So if you focus on understanding your finances, if you focus on, you know, knowing how much um, you can put aside into an emergency fund account, try Mm -hmm. to focus on those things. What can you do to help alleviate a future problem? Yeah. Knowledge is power. So definitely is. Mm -hmm. It definitely is. And then just remember to use tools like our favorite tools, right? That focus around mind, body, spirit is remember to access that those tools. Tasha, in the past, you've talked about like a virtual toolkit. Exactly, you know? like where you pull out your tapping, your guided meditations, mm-hmm. practicing mindfulness. I mean, 
your affirmations and your mantras, especially at a time when you, if you're worried about finances, mindfulness is very helpful. You know, don't be prepared, be cautious, but don't be worried. Worried, just that's not going to help anyone ever. Exactly right. And just work on a plan. You know, I think um, it's not just recessions, it's life emergencies. You know, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, hey, we're pregnant and you have a child you now have to pay for. It's like exactly things happen, good, bad, or indifferent. Little Joey's going off to college, whatever. There could always be things in your life that suddenly it's like, oh shoot, like this is going to cost money. You know, this is money that I didn't have put aside for. So don't let life catch you off guard. That's really the whole point, right? Yeah, exactly. And then when it comes to your finances, make sure you understand them. Make sure you know exactly how much you're making, how much you have, so that you can easily allocate and reallocate as needed because things are going to happen, right? It's all Mm -hmm. about being prepared. It's all about thinking ahead, developing your personal strategies. And look, I know this isn't fun for everyone. People like money. Not everybody likes to think about it at this level. So if anything, hire a financial advisor That's their job. You know, before you make any drastic moves, like I was just on the verge of, I'm going to stop investing. What do I do? And I called my financial advisor and we worked out a plan, Mm -hmm. you know, at the very least work with someone. If this isn't your area of expertise or something you enjoy doing, there are amazing financial planners out there that can certainly help you. But the bottom line is just keep calm. You know, things will always turn back around. Things will always get better, but just prepare for that rainy day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, perfect. Thank you so much for all the information. You got it. Um, My pleasure. So what do we want to do? We want to end on a little, little affirmation for everyone. Let's do it. Reinforce this idea that, um, you know what, save up for the rainy day, be prepared. Um, but don't panic ever. That's exactly right. No worry. So, um, I'll say it. You want to repeat after me? Let's do it. Okay. Abundance naturally flows into my life. Ooh, I like it. Abundance naturally flows into my life. Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media, and tagging in the life of Zen. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.